Hello. We are so excited that you've decided to join us today via our podcast. There are other ways you can join. You can watch us live on Facebook and YouTube under Miracle Temple Deliverance Ministries or on our website at www.mtdm.org. You can also join us in the sanctuary at 401 North Wright Street in Burgall, North Carolina. The zip code is 28425. If you'd like to give a donation, you can simply go to our website at mtdm.org and click on that donation button. God bless you. Today, God, and I thank you that as your word go forth, our hearts are open and receptive to receive, God, what you have for us on today. And I thank you that I have been, we have been crucified with Christ. And it's no longer us who live, but it's Christ who lives in us on today. Thank you for saturating this atmosphere with you, God, as this word go forth in demonstration and in power. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's go back to the book of 1 Thessalonians, the second chapter, verse 13. 1 Thessalonians, the second chapter, verse 13. And we want to hear what God has to say unto his people. 1 Thessalonians, chapter 2, verse 13. And I'm coming out of the New King James Version. Hallelujah. And the word of God now reads. For this reason, we also thank God without ceasing. Because when you received the word of God, which you heard from us, you welcomed it, not as the word of men, but as it is in truth, the word of God, which also effectually works in you who believe. I'm going to read it again. For this reason, we thank God without ceasing. Because when you received the word of God, which you heard from us, You welcome it not as the word of men, but as it is in truth, the word of God, which also effectually works in you who believe. You may be seated. I want to talk once again about the word has to be received. The word has to be received. And I believe sometime that the word is going forth, but some people are not receiving the word. The way that they need to receive the word. And when you don't receive and welcome and accept the word, you don't benefit from what the word is bringing. I don't know about you. I want to benefit from what I'm hearing. And sometimes we don't benefit from what we're hearing. It's because where our heart is. Some people's hearts may be hardened. That means if your heart is hardened, it is callous. It is dull of hearing because you're more sensitive to the things of the world than the things of God. And that's one reason why we don't welcome, one reason why we don't accept and receive the word of God, because our hearts have become so hard, so callous to the things of God. Whatever you focus on the most, that's what you're going to receive the most. That's what you're going to welcome. That's what you're going to accept. And that's what the enemy want from the people of God. He want us to welcome the things of the world more than we're welcoming the kingdom of God. And that's not how it's supposed to be. We're supposed to be in a place that whatever God brings to us that's coming from him, no matter who it comes from, as long as it's coming from him and you know that it's coming from him, your heart should be open and receptive to receive what God has given you. Why? Because when you get to know him as your loving father, when you spend time with him and you alone with him, Anything that he says, you're ready to accept because you know that God is not going to lead you wrong. He's not going to lead you in error. He's not going to bring harm for you because harm to you because God is not about evil. God is always about good. So the first thing that we have to do as believers is get to really know our father. I'm not talking about knowing about him. I'm talking about really knowing him and spending that time with him that no matter what comes up in our lives, we're not moved and we're not shaken by those things because we know who God is. When you truly know who God is, you're going to know him by his names. 
No matter what situation come up, if it's financial, you're going to say, God, you are who you say you are. You're Jehovah Jireh. God, you are my provider. So no matter what the debt look like, no matter what my bank account look like, that doesn't change who you are. So I refuse to look at my debt more than I, somebody needed that. I refuse to look at my debt more than I'm looking at him. I refuse to do that because if I know I'm coming into alignment with what his word says and not only coming into alignment, I'm going to hear it and I'm going to do it. I know I'm going to be okay. No matter if my bank account is in the red, I can still call those things that be not as though they are were because I'm in alignment with him. I want to know who is really in alignment with him. When you in alignment with him, you can rest for real. You can rest. You don't have to toss and turn all night. Even in the midst of the storm, you can rest because Jesus, even when he was in the midst of a storm, he was asleep. He didn't talk. He wasn't weary because he put his trust and his dependency in God. Even though I messed up, it's okay because as long as I'm trusting God, even in my mess up, he's going to bring me through. That's just how faithful he is. That's just how loving he is. God is just who he say he is. He is God and above him, there is no other. Now we can say that. We can say above him, there is no other, but we put other above him. We put our bills above him. We put our sicknesses above him. We put the things that we go through above God like he is not who he say he is. But God does not change. The Bible said he's the same today, yesterday, and forever. God said, I change not. God said, I change not. You may change your mind. But God said, I don't change my mind. No matter what you do, my word is going to stay the same. It's still going to be written. What I said is going to be what I said outside of how you mess up. So get over you messing up and God won't do it. God has already done it. God is waiting on you to believe what he's already done. You may have messed up this morning, but that don't change God's mind. If God promised you something, God is going to stick to his word. But we got to come into alignment and say, God, I'd rather hear you than hear what the enemy has to say this morning. So we got to be faithful. Because even when we're not faithful... God remains faithful. So this is why I want to encourage you this morning. Regardless of what you did or how you did it or when you did it, your life is already written. God has already written it. He's already paid the price for you through his son. The price of redemption is paid. So what we need to do is come into alignment. That's all we need to do is come into alignment with what the word of God is saying. And we make it hard. It's not hard when we really make up our minds. When we really set out to say, I refuse to live like this anymore. I don't know about you, but if a doctor told you, if you don't um, quit eating this or quit drinking that, you're going to die. The first thing that we do, we're willing to give it up at, to a certain point. To a certain point, when we feel like we're doing okay, now we'll go back to do the same thing we always have done. But when you totally put your trust in God and spend time with God outside of everything, you're unmovable. You're sticking to what the word is saying outside of what man is saying. You refuse to be moved. Amen. So this is what Paul was saying. He was saying, for this reason, also, thank God. We thank God without ceasing because when you receive the word of God, the word has to be received. Welcome, accepted. So he said, which you heard from us. So the word have to be heard to be received. Faith come by what? Hearing. And hearing comes by the word of God. Just like you're hearing the word on today. Some people's hearts, like I said, are so hardened. It's going in one ear and it's coming out another. But when your heart is open and it's receptive, you're ready to hear. You're saying, speak, Lord. Lord, I need to hear your word today because I know your word is full of power. I know your word is going to bring life unto me today. God, I know everything I need is in your word. The Bible said that your word will quicken me. 
Your word will make me come alive. The spirit quickens the flesh profit nothing. The words that I'm speaking to you today from God is spirit and they are life. So each time you hear the word, it gives you a jump. You know how a car need a jump when the battery's dead and when you hook that battery uh, cable up to the, um, is it a battery cable? Up to the battery, what happens? It give it a charge and all of a sudden that car will crank right up. You need a charge every day. When it comes to the word of God, that's our spiritual food. So every day you need to get into the word and say, I need to be charged. I need to have this food today so I can do what I need to do because I don't know what's going to come at me. I don't know what's going to come before me. So I need the word of God. So they heard the word and Paul was so thankful because he said, you didn't accept this word as man's word. And I think that's the problem in the church People are accepting it as man's word instead of accepting it for what it truly is. It is God's word. It is God breathed. It is the breath of God. It is the power of God that brings the life of God unto you. So we have to say this is God's word and we have to respect his word. When we're in the house of God, we don't be talking and we don't be roaming all over the place because when God is speaking, we should be at an awe. We should be saying, speak, Lord, your servant hears. We're ready to hear what he has to say because we know that he's an awesome God. We know that he's all powerful and we don't want to miss anything that's coming from him, that's coming from the word. So the first thing we got to know is God's word. It's not man's word. And he said, when you know that it's my word and not man's word, you will be able to receive that word and welcome that word more, more because you said, this is not apostle's word. She's just a messenger that's bringing the word of God. I believe sometimes the people that's presenting the word want people to know what they can do. Want people to know how they know the word of God. It ain't about you. It's not about me. It's all about him. When we stand up here and we teach and we preach to proclaim the word of God, we have to decrease. We have to say, God, this is not about me. This is not about what I want to say. It's not even about who's looking at me and how they're looking. It's about presenting you the way you want to be presented. It's about you getting the glory from this, not me. Because if I'm looking for the glory, then I'm missing who God really is. Amen. I'm making it about me and not about him. So when you go out and you present the word, remember, it's not about you. You got to get you out the way. It's all about him. You bringing him glory. He's being glorified. And when we understand that and we present it the right way, we will see the effects coming from the word of God. So it's not man's word. It is God's word. And then he goes on to say, it's not the word of men, but as it is in truth, the word of God. And when we know this, the word begins to work. The word begins to do a work on the inside of us when we know this is God's word and how powerful his word is. So the word must be welcome. The word must be what? Received. The word must be accepted. I went over Galatians 4, 12 through 14. And I believe last Sunday I did say Galatians and I gave you the verse. But it was coming out of Galatians, the fourth chapter. Verse 12 through 14. The reason why I want to bring correction today, we should always bring correction when something is said, even if it's a scripture that we're not giving the full verse or where it's coming from. See what the enemy does, he put in people's heads saying, see, they only know what book they were in. They only know what they're teaching. He will take your mind off of what God is bringing to you by somebody just um, misquoting something that they know that's right, but they misquoted it. So in Galatians 4, um, verse 12, this is what Paul was doing. Paul was talking to the um, Gentiles, believers. And Paul went to the Gentiles and he was letting them know it was not about circumcision. It was not about the law. And those Gentiles accepted Paul at that time. But when Paul came back in, they began to um, reject Paul The second time he came back in. Now, the first time he said, you accepted the word. You welcomed the word. You accepted me like I was an angel that was coming from God, that I was Jesus Christ himself. So he knew that they had accepted the word that he brought. What happened? Just like today, if I'm bringing you this word and you're opening up your heart to accept the word, 
you can um, allow somebody to come in your life. When you're talking about the word, when you're talking about what you're getting out of Miracle Temple, and all of a sudden somebody uh, come in your life and say, that's not what the word says. This is what you should be doing according to the word. So if you stay there and you listen to those people long enough, what God gave you was truth. You're not receiving that truth no more. Why? Because the person that you chose to listen to was bringing error and you continually listen to that person and it's not true. That's what you're going to believe. This is what was happening to these Gentiles. Paul had come in there. He had preached grace, but some had come in there. There was preaching law and saying, this is what you have to do in order for God to do this or order for God to do that. And Paul was letting them know you received me before. But now, you know, you rejected me. So Paul knew he was received before. So be careful. Everybody that say they know him don't know him. Everybody that's spitting out scriptures verbatim, that does not mean that they know him. Because people will twist the word of God to get you to believe what they're saying is true. And then they'll have you watching people that's bringing it and say, see, didn't I tell you? And then they take your heart to another place. So be careful. Get to know the word for yourself. Everybody who say amen don't mean it so. So this is why you have to go into the word of God for yourself. Develop your relationship, your fellowship with him. So when you come into the house of the Lord and the word is presented, you're going to know what's true. Because you've been with truth. You spent time with truth. You spend time with God. Don't take everything you hear as the word. Go back and search the scriptures to see if the word is saying what that person is presenting. Now, you may be in a, in a place where your heart is so hardened that the word keep bouncing off. But don't give up. Keep going and digging in that word. The more you dig in that word, the more that word become a part of you and the more you begin to live that word. Now, I said all that to say this. I'm going back to Mary and Martha, Martha and Mary, because they are good examples of how we receive that word and welcome that word. We was talking last week how Martha, when Jesus came to her house, she welcomed him. He came to the door. Martha let him in along with Mary. All of us that are born again, that have accepted Jesus as our Lord and Savior, we welcomed him. We received him. We accepted him. How do we do it? We accepted him with our heart. What we believed in our heart, we began to confess out of our mouth. So we were born again. That means that he came to live and abide on the inside of us. The word is already there. This is why it's so important that we renew our mind according to the word. Because when we renew our mind according to the word, we're connecting with the word that's already in us. I'm going to say it again. When you renew your mind according to the word of God, you're making the connection with the word that's already in you. Jesus is the word. But when you do not renew your mind... According to the word of God, you're not making a connection to what you already have. The enemy does not want you to connect to the vine. He's the vine. You're the branches. All of our nourishment comes from that vine. He said, if you abide in me and my words abide in you, you can ask whatever you will and it will be done unto you, right? But if you're not abiding in him, remaining in him, staying connected to him, staying connected to the word of God, guess what? You disconnecting yourself from him. Some of us who disconnect ourselves from him, it's like we in Lodabar. We're having an experience that we're all by ourselves. It's nothing in Lodabar. It means that it's a loneliness there. It's just like we're in despair. It's just like we can't connect with him. Why can't we connect with him the way we need to? Because we leave him out too much. When you leave God out of your life too much, it's hard to connect back with him because you just left him. You left him in a place. And when you connect with him every day, he becomes so part of you that when you're not connecting, he's missed. Some of us have disconnected for so long, we don't miss God. We don't miss the word. When you don't go in the word, you don't miss it. Because it's not a part of you. 
If you go in there Monday and don't show up to Sunday, it's nothing to you. I don't know about you. I got to have it. Every day I got to have the word. I want to live it. I want to breathe it. I want to just be in it at all times because the connection that I made with God, I miss him every second. I miss him every moment. I miss him every minute. I miss him every hour. People say something wrong with you. Nothing is wrong with me because I fell so in love with him that I know when I, Lord, what did you say? Lord, I don't hear you. What's going on today, Lord? Because there's a connection that we have to make with the word. When you truly connect with the word, you want to eat it. You want to taste it every day. Taste and see that he is good. Come on, when you get a taste of his goodness, when you sit with him on a daily basis and you get a taste of him, you can't live without him. Some of us have not really tasted him because when you taste him, you don't put nothing before him. Come on, when you first start dating him, you just start dating him. And every day you going on a date with him, you're talking to him and you're hearing him. And the more you connect with him, guess what begin to happen? You begin to have some effects. I'm going to go there. Some effects coming from him. The more you connect with the word, let me tell you what happened. That word going to bring forth something to you. What I mean is the more I connect with him, I feel his love. Come on, somebody. The more I go into that word and I read that scripture for God so loved me. Oh, he loved me, y'all, so much that he died for me. Even when I was still in my mess, he laid down his life for me. He proved his love. He showed his love for me. He demonstrated his love for me. Even while I was yet a sinner, he laid down. Oh, you love me, God. Thank you for loving me. See, it's bringing forth something in my life. Now I'm knowing the love of God because I'm spending time with him because God is love. And the more time I spend in the word with him, I'm getting to know joy. I'm getting to know joy, y'all, that the joy of the Lord is my strength. So no matter what I go through when I'm having my down days, when I spend time with God, I begin to have joy, unspeakable joy that's coming from within. So the more time you spend with him, things are going to start coming forth in your life. You're going to have some effects coming from him, but you're not going to get those effects coming from him if you don't spend time with him. Everybody had courtships with many girlfriends and many boyfriends. But when you found the right one, come on, you searched all over. Come on, you searched all over. Couldn't find no one. Come on, even the ones you had in your black book, Willie, you couldn't find no one. But one day there was a Denise that wasn't even in the book. That you didn't even keep in the book. And now you can't even stay away from Denise Noodle. My baby. There's a difference. True that, Willie? Come on, you had a whole book of them. But when you found the right one, you went through hell and high water with Noodle. Come on, that's how it's supposed to be with God. Come on, I'm talking to somebody. When you went through all these relationships, thought that you, they were the love of your life, and you found out they were not. But when you got the right one, you said something about this one that's different from the rest. One thing about this one, he don't abuse me. One thing about this one, he may not have money, but he shows me enough love why I don't need all that stuff. Y'all looking for love in the wrong place. You do want a man that can take care of you, but you don't want it to be about the money and about the body either. You want a man that know Jesus. See, when you find a man that really know Jesus, you can really make a connection because he's going to love you the way Christ loved the church. You don't just get any man because they have this and they have that and they're breathing sweet nothings in your ear. Them sweet nothings can kill you one day. 
So we need to be connecting with God first. And when we connect with him and when we have the effects of his attributes, nobody should be able to replace them, not lest they connect it fully to him. So make the connection. When you make the connections, things are going to begin to come forth. His love, his joy, his peace, his faithfulness, his gentleness, his meekness. You're going to have the effects of the fruit of the spirit coming forth in your life. The more time you spend with him, you're going to be long suffering because he's long suffering. You're going to give love because God is love. You're going to begin to be faithful. You're going to begin to be meek. Why? Because you connected to him and by connecting with him, you're going to be walking like him talking like him being like him come on because you in the word you making a connection you welcome that word you accepted that word you received that word you ain't doing nothing outside of that word because you made up your mind i refuse to commit adultery i refuse to fornicate i refuse to lie i refuse to steal i refuse to be in those situations i were before your mind is so set on things above and not on things of the earth. Why? Because you spending time with God. This is how things change in your life. It's based on who you spend more time with. See, when I wake up in the morning, he's on my mind. When I'm in the middle of the day, he's on my mind. When I lay down at night, he's on my mind. So in, in, at night, he began to speak. In the morning when you wake up, he's speaking. Why? Because he's always on your mind. Is he always on your mind? See, when he's always on your mind, nothing can replace him. No man, no woman, no children, no dogs, no money. Nothing can replace him because he's the one that always take care of you. So this is why when we welcome him, when we accept him, that means we're putting him before everything. Have you really put God before everything? So when Martha let him into her home, the first thing that Mary did when he came in, she sat at his feet. And that's the position of a disciple. A disciple is a learner and a follower of Jesus Christ. So that disciple is ready to learn from him. To say, okay, speak, Lord. Teach me. Show me your way, Lord. Lead me. Guide me. Direct me, Lord. Here I am, Lord. You know what I need today. I want to be taught by you. It reminds me again of Jesus when his parents was looking for him. And when they found Jesus, he was in the temple. He was listening to the teaching. He was asking questions. And they were astounded at how he was coming back with the answers see jesus knew where he needed to be and his mother said did you not know that we were worried about you i'm just paraphrasing it jesus said did you not know that i was about my father's business did you not know that i was in my father's house see he was saying you should know enough about me to know where you can find you should know Enough about me. Where you going to find me? See, when you get to know people, when you listen to them and you spend time with them, you know their routine. You know what they're about. So this is why when we spend time with him, people are going to know what you're about. They're going to know what you made up of because ain't no way we can spend time in this word the way we say we spend time and come out any kind of way. Because that's not God's way. The more time I spend in this word, people are going to see change. I don't have to try to make nobody see nothing. The more I go in and out of this word, people are going to know whom I've been with. People are going to know by my actions. They're going to know how I act when I'm cussed out. They're going to know how I respond from all the hate. They're going to know how I respond when people are lying. Because they know where I've been, y'all. They're going to know I'm going to bless those who curse me. I'm going to love those who hate me. I'm going to pray for those who despitefully what? Use me. Why? Because I've been with the Father. I've been in the Word. I welcomed. I accepted that Word that God gave me this morning. Bless those who curse you. I'm welcoming that in my house. And when you welcome these things, this is how you live. You don't hold grudges. 
You don't hold offenses. Woe be to the ones that bring offense. That make somebody stumble. That entrap them. Why? Because when you spend time in the word, you ain't spending time trying to offend nobody. You knowing how to go in. You knowing how to come out. Why? Because God is love. God is meek. He is humble. So what? When you accept the word, you accept in him. So you want to do like he does. So Mary is sitting at his feet. But oh, poor Martha. Martha thought she was doing a good thing too. There is a time to serve y'all. There is a time to do the duties that we have in our homes as a wife, as a father, as children, on the job. But God's supposed to be before all of those duties. God is first. He says, seek ye first the kingdom of God, his way of doing things. And all of these things will be added unto you. God want to be first and foremost in your life. I cannot put my husband before I put God. I cannot put my children and my grandchildren before I put God. That means that I'm saying my husband is better than God and he's not. I'm making him an idol. God is first. When I put God first, I'm going to know how to treat my husband. I'm going to know how to treat my kids. I'm going to know how to do what I need to do in my household when I spend time with God. Households are out of order. So get into the word and you'll get into the order that God wants you to be in according to his according to his way of doing things. If I come out every Sunday or every Tuesday and give y'all this word, but I'm not doing what I need to do at home as a wife, I'm a liar. I'm a hypocrite. Even though the word is good, my husband is saying, you're a hypocrite. You're telling them one thing, but you're doing another. It's in the church. So we need to do exactly what the words say do. Or be quiet. So here's Martha. Martha's busy. She's serving. She's running all over the place. She's anxious. She's worried. Let me ask y'all a question. Why would Martha be so toe up with Jesus in there? With the word right there at her reach. Have y'all thought about why would Martha be so anxious and so all over the place with the word right there? I'm going to say it again. Why would Martha be so anxious, so worried, and all over the place, and the word is not unto her? Even in her heart, even in her mouth, the word of faith, which she preached and which she proclaimed, because I'm pretty sure Martha talked about Jesus. I'm pretty sure she talked about his miracles. I'm pretty sure she talked about the things that he did, the two fish, the five loaves of bread. But now Jesus coming to her house and she want to, you know, serve him. She want to make sure he have everything that he need. But Jesus is coming to her house because he said, I'm here for you, Martha. The only thing I want you to do is be still. I just want you to come with to me and have that fellowship with me. I just want to talk with you, Martha. Mary got it, though. Mary said, man, Jesus is here. I'm going to sit here and I'm going to learn from him because he tell me, come unto me, all that are heavily labor and labor and heavily laden, and I'll give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me. Oh, my goodness. Learn how meek I am. Learn how lowly I am. My yoke is easy, but my burden is light. So look what he was saying. Come, he's telling us, just come unto me. Whatever you're going through, just come unto me. Come to my word. Come on, roll your cares over on me. Give them to me. Cast your cares on me because I care for you today. He said, I don't want you carrying that heavy load. I just want you to sit down and I want you to rest in me and allow it to roll over to me. You don't have to carry that no more. But why are we not receiving this from him? Because we have carried something for so long. We feel like I got this. Nobody can do it but Teresa. That's the only one I want to do it is Teresa. Because she does it so well. And even though Teresa does it so well by me not paying attention, knowing that it's too much of a load. She's caring too much. 
It's time for you to take that from Teresa. See, when you don't pay attention, you'll miss what God is doing. That's why every day that you spend time with him, God will tell you, get rid of this. You don't need that no more. But God, I can handle it. I don't have no problem. No, get rid of it. Let me have it. And God will replace it. So we have to learn to trust God more than we trust in things. So they were sitting. Um, Mary was sitting at his feet. Martha was upset. And she's going to come to God. How many of us go to God on our husbands? Lord, you better tell that man. You better tell him, Lord. I'm going to be done jacked him up. Tell him, Lord. You better tell, talk to that man. Or husbands, talk to that wife. I'm tired of going on the roof. This is my home. Talk to that woman. How many of us go to God and tell God to talk to somebody? But we don't see us. We don't see what we're doing. We act like we're so picture perfect that it's nothing wrong with us. It has to be that man or it has to be that woman. No, it's them doggone kids. Every time I turn around, it's them kids, kids, kids. So we blame it on something or somebody. We go to God and that's our conversation with God. God, you better tell them. I'm stressed out. I'm tired of dealing with everybody's problems. What about me, God? You better talk to them, God. And when we get quiet, God say, Amanda, Amanda, or Teresa, Teresa, or Apostle Cross, Apostle Cross, or Kimala Costin, Kimala Costin. Y'all are troubled about many things. He had to call us twice. Why he have to call you twice? Because one time you didn't hear him, but he calls you again. Sometimes he calls again and again and again and again. And then one day we say, yes, Lord, you are troubled about many things. This ain't got nothing to do with uh, her sitting at my feet. Really? You got a lot of stuff going on in your life. You got many troubles. Now with this popping up, you making a big thing out of this, but you got a lot. Come on, y'all. We got a lot going on, but we're magnifying this one thing. But it's many things in our lives that we're troubled about. And Mary has found what is needful for her. And I'm not going to mess with Mary because she's doing what she needs to do. So what am I saying today? The word has to be received. I go back in the book of Nehemiah, the eighth chapter, when Ezra was bringing forth the book of the law. And as Ezra was bringing forth the book of the law, and as he began to gather all the people together, the Bible says those people were very attentive to the word of God. They were coming to receive the word. That means they were accepting the word. They were welcoming the word of God. God's word has to be accepted and it has to be welcomed. So let's talk about what's in the way of God's word. What have we put before God stopping it from being accepted? Stopping it from being welcome? Our troubles. Our troubles. Some of us have so many troubles. So many things that we're worried about. The word of God cannot take effect. Even though we're speaking the word, but you can speak it, that don't mean you have accepted it. When you truly accept the word, you leave all your troubles where they're at. You give them to God. So our troubles, our busyness can stop us from receiving the word. What are some of the things that you're so busy with that you can't stop and spend time with the word? You need to ask the Holy Spirit, what's in my life? That I, that I have put before God that's stopping me from receiving and welcoming the word of God. God is taking me back to if I invited apostle to my home. And I'm telling apostle, apostle, come to my home. We'll sit a little bit. We'll talk a little bit. So I open the door and I tell her to come in. Apostle's in the other room. She's sitting down. And I'm busy in the house. I'm cooking. I'm cleaning. I'm washing clothes. Every now and then I say, how you doing in there? Okay, okay. Go back to doing what I'm doing. And then I'm just so busy. So all of a sudden, the apostle say, well, I'll see you later. Oh, you, you just got here. 
I've been so busy, I didn't know it was two, three hours later. And I left her to herself. Do you think she's going to feel welcome again? No, she'll feel like I don't need to come to your house no more. But apostle ain't God. No matter how I reject him, God is still there for me. He's still there waiting on me. He's still there saying, I'm here. When you get ready, I'm here because I said in my word, I will never leave you, nor shall I forsake you. I will be with you even until the end. So though you don't say nothing to me, I'm waiting on you. I'm waiting on you because that's my love that I have for you. God want to spend time with us, church. He want to spend time with us. But I'm going to ask you this question. Do you want to spend time with him? Because if you truly want to spend time with him, I don't care how busy your schedule is. You're going to put him first and foremost before your schedule, before your money, before I'm saying it again, before anything. Because God, you're the one that takes care of me. Because in your word I read, everything is going to pass away. Heaven and earth is going to pass away, but your word is going to remain. Your word is going to remain. So God, I'm going to remain in what's going to remain, which is your word. Though my life look tore up from the flow up. God, you're still who you say you are. And I'm going to go on what's written outside of how I feel. So when we welcome and accept the word, even when it comes to our physical bodies, when our bodies are going through, when our bodies are racked in pain. Come on, I know all of our bodies go through some things. If you say, no, my body don't go through, I beg you to differ. Crack, what is it, snap, crackle, and pop. Something is cracking. Something is popping. Something in your body ain't doing like it's supposed to do. You ain't seeing the way you used to see. You ain't walking a straight line like you used to walk even though you ain't drunk. Some of you may walk 5, 10, 15 miles, but something is still going on with your body. And if you say it ain't your line, how do I know? Because if it ain't, get off of your high blood pressure pills. Oh, I'm going to help somebody in here. Because some people think that they're okay because they think they're doing what they need to do. But it's still something happening in that body. That should not be happening with all your exercises, with all your eating right. Your body act like it still don't want to do what it's supposed to do. And I'm going to tell you why. The body's confused. The body is confused because if you take the word. And you give your body that word 24-7. Listen to what I'm saying. You know when you go get a prescription, they tell you how you got to take that prescription. Help me somebody. Anybody who got blood pressure medicine, whatever kind of medicine you got, they tell you how you're supposed to take it. Some medicines say do not take it without putting something on your stomach or this will happen. Anybody with me? Even your Tylenols and pain relievers tell you, take them every what? Six to eight, four to six, whatever you call it, hours, right? So we do that. Or at least we try to do what they tell us to do, what the prescription tell us to do. Whatever you do, your body is getting used to what you're doing. Follow me. If anybody's on blood pressure medicine, and your body get used to that blood pressure medicine, it's supposed to take care of your blood pressure to make sure your blood pressure is doing what it needs to do, correct? If your blood pressure is not coming down the way it needs to come down because of those pills, you go see your doctor and your blood pressure is still up, they're going to give you something else to add to that blood pressure pill, but the problem still ain't solved. I want to bring a light on in here. So they give you two blood pressure pills. My advice to you, you taking two, but you ain't looking at the warnings behind what you taking. You taking them because you want a quick fix so you can still eat what you want to eat and have blood pressure medicine. I'm talking. You still want to eat your pork chop, your pig feet. You still want to cram everything in your body. As long as you got the blood pressure pills, that is your crutch. Hello, somebody. I'm doing like they tell me, but you're not. You're not. 
Because if you do like you're supposed to do, you wouldn't need the blood pressure pills. Blood pressure comes from stress too. You can have silent stress and don't even know it. And that could take you out. Meaning that your body done got so used to cramming everything in your mind and you running around like a chicken with your head cut off. Your body's used to running around like that. And if you don't run around like that, you're tired. That's what your body get. I'm, I'm helping somebody pay attention. This is what your body get used to. Running, 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 running. So the day that you don't run like a chicken with the head cut off, all of a sudden your body's like, I'm confused. I'm tired. Let me sit down a little bit. Because your body's used to getting up. So even though you want to sit down, you st- your mind is still running. You still got to go. Come on. Because that's how you got your body. You got your body um, in a way of the way it can adapt. So that's what your body's used to. So if you start something new with your body, your body fights back. Because your body ain't used to that. Your body ain't used to being still. Some people can't even watch a movie for an hour and a half because that body ain't used to sitting down. That body is used to doing something. So what am I saying? If you're taking something, you have to take it three times a day for it to work or whatever. And you believing that it's working in your mind. Your mind controls your body. So if you're believing that that's working, your body is going to work according to what your mind is believing, right? So the Lord began to show me this. He said, if you get your body adapted to my word, I want y'all to catch it. And you feed your body the word of God 24-7, whatever area it is in your life, if you feeding that to your body, your body is going to adjust to it. It's going to adjust to how it's fed. Your body gets confused because whatever you put in your heart is going to come out of your mouth and that's where your, how your body is going to react. And it comes from the conditions of your heart. So if I believe that I do this every day and my body is going along with it, my body is going to be fine. But if I get in the notion of saying, it ain't working, it ain't working, it ain't going to work. It can work in a negative way or it can work in a positive way. So what am I saying? Once your body receive and welcome this word by the renewing of your mind and not being conformed to the ways of this world, but by being transformed by the renewing of your mind, it will be a change with your body. How do I know? Because when I'm up and I'm in the word of God and I'm reading the word of God and I'm speaking the word of God, not only does my body react to it, but my atmosphere changes. So the more you stay in the word of God and your body adapt to where it is, that's how your body going to function. The more you tell your body, you are the heel. Not going to be, but you are the heel. You are the heel today. He sent his word. He has healed you today. You don't deny what's going on with your body. If your body is in pain, you don't deny that your body is in pain. Yes, my body is acting up. But the word of God says, body, you are the healed of the Lord. And that's what you're going to be today. You're going to live like it. You're going to walk like it. You're going to talk like it because that's who you are. You are the healed of the Lord. So be healed in Jesus name. Oh, oh, that's right. Pain, leave my body. You don't have no right in my body. So I command you to leave my body today because you're not going nowhere with me in pain. Do you hear me, body? I got to be about my father's business and my father ain't in no pain and he's in me. So you ain't in no pain. Do you hear me? You got to speak to your body. You got to tell your body, body, this is what I want you to do. And all this snap, crackle, and pop, we got to exercise, body. You're going to get up and exercise today. Because the only thing they're going to do is send you to a physical therapist 
up, down, up, down, up, down, up, down. Pay me, pay me, pay me, pay me, pay me. And you have the Holy Spirit to tell you, work them legs. If you ain't have no insurance, you call on the Holy Spirit. Whatever you don't have, that's who you call Holy Spirit then. But when you got insurance and it pay well, hello, I need to make an appointment. These joints is hollering. Can you help me? But when you ain't got nothing to use, our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be. Oh, you real now. When you got the insurance and you got the money, realness gone. So what am I saying? Your body. Once you train your body. Because when you first start exercising, I don't know about y'all. When I first start walking, I'd be like, take me to the king. Oh, and then when I get halfway around, I'm blowing. Oh, Jesus. Then I speak in tongues. I say, Woo, I'm about out of breath speaking in tongues. Hallelujah, anyhow, I make it. Then I tell the body, we're going again tomorrow, body. Do you hear me? Sometimes my husband leave me. That's all right. Because I'm going to get it. Some of y'all may be walking four and five miles, but if you ain't walking with this, You need this. So I'm telling you, y'all, this is truth. We turn to everything else more than we turn to the word. We look to everything else more than we look to the word. When you look to the word more than you look to everything else, your body is getting into alignment and it ain't taking you that long to receive healing. If it takes us a long time to receive healing, it's because we're not where we need to be in the word of God. But if you take that word every day as your medication, when something coming in your body, guess what? You using the word and before you know it, it's gone. We got to get our body trained according to the word. And y'all, it's a daily walk. As my daddy say, it's a daily walk. Because every day is something going on. And we need to take the word for what it is and live according to the word. We need to receive it for what it is. And y'all, I guarantee you, it will work above everything else. Because when everything else fails, it's going to come a time, and I'm going to say it again. Medication ain't going to be able to help you. Because can I tell y'all something real on the real? It's a root to everything. It's a root to high blood pressure. And the root of it is, it goes through the generation. They had it, you're going to have it. Okay, that's what natural say. But if I'm a supernatural, I'm born of the kingdom. And in the kingdom, there ain't no high blood pressure. So my blood pressure... Got to line up with who I am now in him. So we focus more on who we are now in him. Things begin to change in our lives. I heard a lady tell me a testimony. She was a diabetic. And she was doing what they were telling her to do. Taking the, you know, insulin, the pills or whatever she was, they were telling her to take. But one day, she began to eat right. She began to eat, but not according to gluttony. You know, we, we, we want to eat, but we don't want to overindulge, right? So she began to eat the way she needed to eat. It took her a little bit, but when she went back to the doctor, there was no trace of it. Because she ate the right way. She did what she needed to do. When we do what we need to do according to the word, 
The word is full of power. And the word will do what it says it will do if we continually stand on the word. If we haven't gotten there yet, we need to make up our minds that we're going to get there. Because we're living in a time, y'all, everything is changing. Everything is changing. Everything is changing. It's going to be where your money can't help you. When famine come upon the land, you got to depend on this word. You got to know what God is saying so you can live. Man cannot live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. So I'm here to tell you, let's get our bodies into alignment according to the word, not only the body, but the mind. The mind controls the body. The more you renew your mind according to the word of God, the more your body will respond to the word of God. It's time for us to let go and let God be whom he need to be. And some people say, she's talking foolishness. No, I'm not. I'm talking truth because the word said the just shall live by faith. Our problem is we want a quick fix. Sometime a quick fix will take you out of here. Sometime when you spend more time listening to what man is saying instead of what God has said, that's your fault. It ain't God's. So we got to take the time to hear him and receive what he's saying. And when we do this, I'm going to give y'all this testimony. The Holy Spirit is reminding me of this. When I had my second child and had a cesarean, I remember that um, I was having problems. Um, my, um, what you call that? Uh, I can't remember what you call it. It had come to me. was low. It was w- um, platelets was very low I didn't know it so I was walking around with a low platelet count so when I got to the doctor the doctor was telling me he said your blood pressure um, is too high we need to run blood work to see what's going on when they ran the um, blood work he said I see the problem your platelets are very low and they're low so what we got to do is take you in to have an emergency c-section and he called all the team in and he said what I want to do is I want y'all to have this blood ready because she could bleed out because her platelet counts is, is very low but before all of this happened when I would go in the presence of the Lord I would always speak Lord when I have my child I would have a speedy recovery I would have no pain. I'm just speaking. And, you know, I thank you for your angels being all around me. That was what I was speaking my whole pregnancy. Now, let me tell you something. When you speak the word, you're going to get tried by the word you're speaking. Do not think that things are not going to come to you just because you're speaking the word. See, things are going to come because you are speaking the word. You're going to be tried by your very words. So when I got into that hospital and he said, get the uh, blood ready. And he said, I'm going to cut you. And I'm going to see how you bleed out at this moment because he's, well, evidently they needed the, the blood. So when it took me into the emergency of the operating room, my husband couldn't go with me. So when I got in there and I was looking up, this older lady was around me and she said, consider me as being your grandmother. I'm not going to leave you. I'm going to be right by your side. She said, I'm here for you. So I didn't remember anything else. Long story short, I'm going to tell you how good God is. After I had the emergency surgery, the doctor come back in the room, and he said, Miss Brian, I need to tell you something. He said, what we thought was going to happen, it didn't happen. He said, you ain't bleed out none. We didn't need the blood. But check this. That was the first thing. So after all that was over, and I don't know if my Aunt Shirley remember this. I told y'all this before. I was hot. So hot. And Shirley was telling them, check her and see if she have a fever. Because she, she says she burning up. She hot. They said she don't have a fever. Her vital signs are normal. I mean, I was eating ice like crazy. They say she's fine. She's fine. She's fine. But I knew in my spirit, I am not fine. Something is wrong. So when everybody left out the room, I looked to the hills. I said, Father, something is wrong. I don't know what's wrong. They don't know what's wrong. But I know you know what's wrong because he is the great physician. I said, you know what's wrong with me. And all of a sudden, when I finished the prayer, 
I saw the doctor, which was one of the uh, doctors that was in the room, the team of doctors. She come by my room, just walking slow. He said, stop her and tell her. I said, look, I'm hot. Something is not right. She ran out the room. They come back and they unhooked me from something that they were giving me for whatever. They didn't tell me, but I called my sister who's been a nurse for 32 years now. And I told her what was going on. She told me exactly what they hooked me up to. And she said, if they had not unhooked it, you would have died. Do you think they told me that? They didn't tell me that. God told me what to do. And that lady immediately, why am I saying this? When you welcome the word. See, that day I had to humble myself and say, God, I don't know. They don't know, but you know all things. Immediately, because I called on him and recognized I need your help. Some of us are so prideful. We think we know everything because we think we're God. But immediately, God did that. That's not the end of the story. When, I, when all of that was over, they sent me home. Check this, y'all. I'm at home, just had a sincerian, walking fast, just like I normally walk. No, before that, they said, Miss Bryant, how much pain you in? None. You got to be. Why? You just had a sincerian. We got this morphine. You need to take this morphine. I said, no, I don't. I'm not any. What is your pain? I don't have no pain. <laughs> Well, you got to take something. Just give me a number from one to nine. I said, maybe a one, man. You know how they try to convince you you got something. Got out the hospital. When I went back for my checkup, I said, why is these people staring at me like this? They said, did you, you had a sincere? Yes. Why are you coming in here walking like that? I'm like, what? God did it. No pain. Speed of recovery and have your angels. See, I had to stay close to the word. And I had to hear the word outside what they were telling me. You know what I learned? A man will tell you one thing. Listen to what I'm saying. But then they'll come back and say, oh, we missed this him. When you put your trust so much in man, I want you to understand a man makes a mistake. When they cut off something you need, oh, I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to do that, but you're going to have to live like that for the rest of your life, huh? And ain't nothing you can do. Why am I saying all this? Because if we don't go in this word and put this word above everything else, I'm not telling you to give up on doctors because that's why God created doctors so Christians can go to them because half of us don't trust him. And not that you don't trust him going, don't get me wrong. But you better know whom you're going to. You better know what you're taking. You better hear the Holy Spirit in all things because man is not God, people. Get in the word, accept the word, welcome the word, hear what the word is saying, and then do it, and it'll always work out in your favor. Because God is faithful, y'all. He's faithful to his word, and we got to learn to trust his word more than we trust anything else. I don't even trust my money. Because one day I have it, the next day it's gone, and I wonder where it went. And I know I didn't abuse it for it to leave me. It just took off and left. I was good to it. Come on. I was a faithful steward. But I looked and it just get it up and it just left. So I had to learn to say, Father, what would you have me to do But what I have? It's a trusting, it's a leaning, and it's depending on this word more than we're depending on anything or anybody. That's what God wants. When you welcome, when you receive it, that means that you're holding on to it, knowing that it won't fail in any given situation. We got to focus on the word more than we're focusing on everything else. Get your focus off of what people say. 
and put your focus on what God has already said because people are going to have their opinions. But if it's not lining up, we have to say, God, that ain't what you said. That's not what you told me this morning. So, Lord, I need you. I need you to help me with this situation and wait on him and allow him to show you what to do and how to do it because man will get mad at you when it don't go the way they want it to go when it don't happen the way they said it should happen one man they told him you got to go have open heart surgery and you got to do it now and I'm going to refer you to somebody to help you to get it done and the man looked at him and said can you tell me there's something wrong with my heart? No, but it looks like he said, but can you say no? So you got to go somewhere else. He said, but can you say no? And the man tore up the sheet that he referred with and said, get out my office. <laughs> Come to find out what nothing wrong with the man. Cause he stood on what he believed. He didn't let him cut him open for no reason. We got to know y'all. We're in the days that we have to know what the word is saying. The word is what gives us life. I have to depend on it every day. And I know some of y'all have to too. Do what the word says. Do what the word says. It will work for you. It is at work. He said, I will hasten my word to perform it in your life. So whatever you need, the word has already supplied it, but we got to spend more time in the word than we're spending time with everything else. And that I don't know, guess what? The word will show it to me. Amen. So let's start receiving, accepting, welcoming the word and saying, God, I know your word is true and I know your word works for me. Let's don't be Martha's. Let's be Mary's. Let's sit at his feet and wait on him. Amen. Do we have any um, announcements that we need to announce today? Wasn't that an inspiring message? Thanks for listening to the end. Join us every Tuesday for Bible study and every Sunday for service. We're looking forward to hearing from you as well. Feel free to reach out to us via the website at www.mtdm.org. God bless you and we'll see you next time.